Stop laughing, this is erotic. I'm on a new medication and I think it's making me hallucinate. I would have been a Ted Bundy victim. Yeah. I had no idea that so many people out there felt the same way I did. Now I want a pina colada. An acquired taste. Hey there, this is an Acquired Taste podcast. I'm Bethany, your well-rested, home from the Midwested, got punched in the face by her umbrella, friend. (laughs) And I'm Kathleen, your deep cleaning, Christmas decorating, basically always repainting my house, friend. And every week, Kathleen and I meet up to discuss our lives and what's weird in the world, and we invite you to join us this week. Kathleen, what are we talking about? We're talking about how to become a spy. (gasps) Yes. Through the power of observation. Yes. Also, we are talking about you are not alone in the things you Google. Because I did a little bit of a deep dive on Google autofills. And a lot of us are Googling the same very embarrassing things. Oh, do not look at my history. Do not look. Well, now I want to look at your history. It's mostly like blackhead extracting videos. (laughs) And how fast does it take paint to dry? (laughs) How do you spatchcock a turkey? Spatchcock a turkey. Um, (laughs) Mine is like, oh, a lot of actually a lot of Google searches about pigeons. What? Uh, Why? Because I'm trying to train pigeons in my local park to know me by sight. Gotcha. Um, (laughs) Yeah, mostly pigeon-related stuff. And then just like, you know, is my Delta flight delayed or not? Mm. Um, Can we talk really quickly about the fact that my umbrella punched me in the face today? Oh, your umbrella's having a case of the Mondays. I have um, a fairly inexpensive umbrella that I bought at Dwayne Reed. Sometimes those are the golden umbrellas. Well, they're great because you always break your umbrella or you forget your umbrella or the wind breaks your umbrella. You need a new umbrella. What are you going to do? You're going to go to Dwayne Reed. So it was like snowing but not hard, so I didn't want to use my umbrella. So I had my umbrella wrapped up, you know, in, wrapped up, and then umbrella canopy side down mm-hmm. in my tote bag I was carrying. So the handle was out, like gotcha. up, right? Yeah. So as I'm walking, I guess my elbow or something must have hit the button. Oh, shit. So as I turn my head to reach into my bag for something, my elbow hits the button and my umbrella handle goes thunk right into my face. Oh, and it hurt. Oh. And if anyone saw, it was there's no way to like get yourself out of that situation. You don't look cool. Your umbrella just punched you in the face. And it was like, it was like in cartoons, those boxing glove yes. machines that are like, it was like that, but directly into my face. Or when the like top secret agent opens his trench coat. Yeah. He has like a mechanical <laughs> fist inside yeah. his trench coat to like <laughs> punch out his enemy. Exactly. So my umbrella punched me in the face. So I guess the moral of the story is if you can put your umbrella horizontally in the bottom of your bag. Maybe your umbrella was just trying to snap you back to reality. Maybe. Like, bitch, you've been living in a fantasy world. <laughs> we back to Stone Cold reality. Thunk. Um, Kathleen, yes. we launched our merch. Yes, we did. I'm so excited. I'm so excited, too. It is out now. Don't forget to be awesome. DFTBA. Yes. Uh, associated with uh, John Green. He's the owner with his brother, Hank Green. You may know John Green, author of Fault in Our Stars or, yes. or you know, Looking for Alaska, which is currently streaming on Hulu. And uh, we are very excited. If you want to check it out, head over to all of our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Acquired Taste Podcast. You'll be able to link over from there. But 
But our bestseller, as predicted, is our introvert sweatshirt. Yes. The Introvert Club books the and podcasts Club. on my friends. I'm going to get one, too. Uh, I want to buy one for myself and everyone I know. So we have the Introvert Club sweatshirt. We also have one of our oldest conversations we had is the cheese until proven coffee uh-huh. conversation. Well, the two staples in, in my diet and in your diet. Too. Yes. And coffee and cheese. It's a, it's a game that my sister used to play with her college friends where they would drink a ton of coffee and eat a ton of cheese and see which one. <laughs> um, so coffee and cheese is a pin. We have, of course, the Acquired Taste logo decal set. Um, and then we also have a t-shirt either in black writing or coral writing that says podcast lover. And we love them very much. Yes. So we hope you love them too. So yeah, just go to our socials. It's um, Otherwise, just go to dftba.com and then search Acquired Taste. So speaking of social media, I started watching this show on, mm, is it like Amazon Prime? Hang on, let me look up the name. What's it about? Can you tell me the plot and I'll tell you what I think it's called? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yes, I'll tell you what it's about. It's like these people, they have this feed that streams in their head. It's called The Feed. What was that movie that you were trying to figure out what it was called and it was called exactly that? <laughs> I don't know. It was like, I don't remember what. It was just like, it's this movie about a bunch of hackers. So and it's called Hackers. I started watching this movie called The Feed. Okay. And essentially it's like having Facebook and Instagram and Twitter in your head. Gross. So I could look at you right now. Like my my face is turned towards you, Bethany, but uh-huh. I could be looking inside my head at The Feed. And Gross. And it's built into your brain. Awful. And so what these people do is because they're, they have like access to this 24 7 Seven, they go on these retreats where everybody turns off their feed. Oh. And I thought, what a magical idea. I would love that. And then So it's I, like turning your phone off. I was off. like, actually, I can do that every day of my life. <laughs> Wait, I could just turn my phone off? <laughs> Wait, what happens then when they go on these feed trips? Well, there's like the whole thing. Like people are getting hacked and like trying to kill each other. It's like, okay. It's like a thing. It's actually pretty interesting. Okay. so the, I think it's Amazon Prime. It might be HBO. I'm not sure. Is it for teens or is it for grown-ups? It's for grown-ups. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay, that's great. You wouldn't get the feed installed in your in your no. head? No! Like, you wouldn't like to see past memories, just like go back and reference them? No, never. No, 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 never, never. I have a hard enough time not being stressed out as it is. No. I would probably, never. I would probably relive my most painful moments every day. You are, you know what? Because <laughs> I'm, because I'm hashtag self-sabotaging. I actually was having a conversation with my mom and my sisters about you yeah. over Thanksgiving uh, where I was like, yeah, Kathleen will go through and like actively try to find awful things that are being said about her just to torture herself. Yeah, I love, I love torturing myself. <sighs> Forget it. If I'm ever captured, if I'm like ever overseas and and capture and like give me government secrets (laughs) I'll be like whatever you're gonna do to me is not as bad as what I can do to myself I know you'll be like I don't have anything but torture me anyway torture me anyway yeah you're a mess I told um I think I told you maybe not that I was talking with a friend who several years ago kind of had a a public social crisis yeah um he was sort of being dragged through the mud a few years ago and he said that he would go online and read all of the hateful things that were being said about him and he would almost kind of get high from it yeah of course because it just feels so awful and it would make his head spin and it would just make him sick to his stomach that he would get kind of a high. Well, it's kind of like the same thing when your girlfriend or your boyfriend breaks up with you Mm -hmm. and you wake up every morning and you go on Instagram just to look at their new significant other's profile. Stop it! I need to stop. Stop doing that. You are too awesome of a human (laughs) to keep just torturing yourself. Uh, Speaking of other things that are very torturful, is that a word? (laughs) Torturous, I think? Torturous. Full Uh, of torture. Full of torture. The Cats trailer. So last podcast, we touched very briefly on this. 
Gentle listener, <laughs> if you haven't yet seen it, head over to YouTube and type in Catch Trailer. It comes out this Christmas. Now They came out with a new trailer because there was so much uproar about the previous trailer. And they like digitally remove some of the fur from Taylor Swift's hands. <laughs> I mean, major publications are covering this. Glamour did a whole article about the psychological reasons why the Catch trailer is so upsetting. <laughs> Vulture did an article like, why do the female cats have breasts in the Catch why? trailer? Why do they? I own a female cat. She lives in my house and she does not have breasts. It's it's like the combination of human muscle and fat and tissue rippling and then CGI cat hair. It's so upsetting. I still want to see the movie. Why? I, st- I, mean, I don't know. I like, It's a classic, Bethany. Memory. Well, the, have you ever seen the musical? Al- yes, I have. I have not. All alone in the movie. My dad fell asleep. That was like the last time that my mom was like, I'm not spending money for the whole family to ever go see a musical ever again. My dad fell asleep. We were like in the second row. (laughs) And one of the cats jumped off the stage and woke him up. And in the middle of a major production at the Winter Garden Theater, my dad goes, whoa, whoa. Sorry, I was just just taking a cat nap. (laughs) Here's the other really upsetting thing. Within the first two seconds of the trailer... Taylor Swift appears to have nipples. Do you see what I'm looking at? Yeah, yeah, you can see her nipples. Like the markings, it's not like a it's not like a jutting out, it's a color difference. It looks like there is slightly darker fur exactly where her nipples would be if she were a cat with nipples on her breasts. Okay, this is the reason why it's so <sighs> upsetting. There's a psychologist. Her name is Debbie Quackenbush. She's based out of Denmark. This is what she told Glamour.com. There's a term. It's called uncanny valley. Yes. And it's like an artificial intelligence term, right? Yeah. Like robotics. Yeah. It's like when it's like why um, the Polar Express is such an upsetting movie because Tom Hanks looks creepy. Because when something is too close to reality and we as humans can't distinguish if it's like a human being or a robot being, it creeps us out and it disgusts us. Yes. And that is why the catch trailer is just making everybody, making everyone's stomach turn. It's really, really upsetting. It's why so many computer animated films are about animals mm-hmm. and not people. Yeah. Is because animals, we can we can accept weird looking animals that are supposed to look realistic. Yeah. Because it's good enough. But not humans because they're never going to quite get it right. So it's sort of funny that we're talking about this today because it just came out. It's a new Sonic movie is coming out, yeah. like, a, like a CGI Sonic movie. Yeah. And the original trailer came out and Sonic looked too human. <laughs> he had freaking teeth. Yeah, he looked too human. People it were very upset. So gross. And so they redid the movie and re-released another trailer and so now he's more cartoonish. Yeah. And people are like, yeah. Much better. Sonic did a glow up. Yeah. And it's the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, the Uncanny Valley is a really fascinating thing to study. Um, I didn't really think of it in relation to the cats, but you're right. And also, I will give this to the trailer. Idris Elba's fur looks shiny and luxurious uh-huh. as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Like, he is eating his omega-3s, whatever his <laughs> He's fur. He's taking his fish oil. He has taken his fish oil. His fur looks great. Everything else just troubles me. I can't wait to see it. I'm so excited. <sighs> I'm going to have to go by myself. Literally nobody else that I know wants to see this movie. I, I don't know anyone who wants to see it. I just cannot wait to stare at Taylor Swift's cat nipples. There, it's it's a Christmas movie. Will you miss Christmas with your family to go watch cats? Sure, of course. I, <sighs> but, you know, 
Christmas with my family is cats anyway. That's <laughs> true. Just for cat people. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about some spy stuff and some Google stuff and let's watch. Oh, I forgot Jason Derulo is in it. Yes, he is. Let's go see cats, Bethany. <sighs> nope. Meow. Bethany, what's yes. the most important thing that you do at home? Um, sleep. Yes. <laughs> Or also nap. Yes. <laughs> Sleeping and napping. And put off getting out of bed. That is why we love partnering with Brooklyn. And I freaking absolutely would throw myself in front of a bus for my Brooklyn and Duvet. That I feel like is skewed priorities. But I also <laughs> hear what you're saying. We spend one third of our life in the sheets. More if you're depressed. Y- yeah. and Or if you're a freak. Yeah. And look, this holiday season, it's time to gift the people you love and yourself something a little bit cozier, a little softer, a little higher quality. That's great sheets and also loungewear and towels by Brooklinen. And you know what? Lucky for you, Brooklinen is having their biggest sale yet this holiday season so you can get the internet's favorite sheets. Brooklinen is such high quality, but because they work directly with manufacturers and directly with you, there's no middlemen. They just have a great product and service, so the prices are lower than they would be for this high quality elsewhere. And they've moved beyond the bedroom, so I'm a huge fan of their sheets, but they also have some amazing products like bathroom towels and shower curtains and bath mats and this really ultra soft loungewear. Oh Oh my gosh. So if you like softness and comfort and essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has has it all. Brooklinen.com is having their biggest sale ever and it's happening right now for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to access their biggest event ever and get free shipping is is to go to brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com before December 3rd. And if you're just hearing this and it's post Black Friday or Cyber Monday, you can still use the promo code TASTE at brooklinen.com to get 10% off and free shipping anytime. Brooklinen, everything that you need to live your most comfortable life. Okay, Bethany, I like want to scream this from the rooftops of New York City. Do it. I went to the coolest thing last week. I cannot stop talking about it. I went to the Spy Museum here in New York. Now, you texted me that you went there. I thought you went to the one that Dennis and I went to, which is very different, which is like the Cold War spy museum, which is just a dude who had a bunch of stuff and put them in a warehouse on 14th Street. (laughs) This is different. This was different. This was called Spyscape. Okay. And it's really more of a spy experience. Okay. So I bought my tickets online. You walk in. It's not crowded because they filter people in and out based like on time because there are all of these tests that you need, these spy tests that you need to take. So you get a bracelet that has a chip in it okay and then you get briefed basically they put you in an elevator like gives you all the information (sighs) then you go all the way to the top and there are all these different exhibits and you like take math tests and you take like agility tests and they put you in a room and tell you to lie to them and they grade you on how good you are at lying wait are you actually lying to actual people you're lying to a video camera Shut up. Wait, okay, so the whole time, is the premise of this when you first go in, are they treating you as though you're an applicant for a spy program? Yes, exactly. Yes, I love pretend. You're an applicant for a spy program. At the same time, you're learning about spy history in the United States. And, you know, you get to take all these cool tests. Bethany, at one point, they put you in a room. And it's a dark room. It's a narrow room. And then all of a sudden, there's a voice that comes on and says, hit the start button. 
to start. <laughs> and they don't tell you what you're starting? And so you hit the start button, and the room lights up. <gasps> all these green lasers shoot out from everywhere. And then on the sides of the walls, there's like all of these big round plastic buttons that light up. And then a voice goes, you have one minute to hit as many buttons as you can. Do not touch the lasers. Oh, crap. Oh, crap. <laughs> if you touch the lasers, time will be taken away. <laughs> And so basically you're like ducking. The whole thing is very cool. And so my favorite part of this whole exhibit is the surveillance part. Okay. And they teach you how to be a master of observation. Oh, I love this. So I thought, you know what, Bethany? Mm -hmm. Everyone, we all need a lesson in how to be better observers of the world around us. Totally. Totally. Yeah. at the Spy Museum, they put you in a room. There's 360 how many degrees in a circle? 360. Okay, I was about to say 365. That's how many days are in a year. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. Hashtag confused. <laughs> um, okay, so 360 degrees of cameras. Yeah. So a round room, cameras all around you. You walk over to a headset and it says, okay, do you see all these cameras? Yes. Do you see the quadrants A, B, C, D? Yes. And then in each of these quadrants all around you. So basically you're spinning in circles trying to find what they want. There's like all these little squares and there's a number in the square. And so essentially you're looking at mm, 75 different live streams of security footage. Oh, gross. Okay, amazing. And I imagine it's not really live streaming. It's like footage that they took for the exhibit. Sure. But it looks like it's live streaming. Okay. Like you're a security guard and you're like watching the front of the building and the back of the building. Except all of these different live streams are like all these different places. And they're all around you? Yes. Like just totally around you. Okay. And so it goes, find the red car with the man in the blue check shirt getting into it. And you're like, camera 17. (laughs) It's so stressful. Find the camera with the trampoline with the little girl eating the ice cream. Camera 12. <laughs> Do you just yell it? Yes. And, and into the headset. Oh, crap. And so, and then they grade you. And so I think it was like 18 different questions. I only got 10 of them, right? I was trying so hard. Yeah. So hard. And then they get more specific. Like, what color is the book that the woman in the pink shirt is wearing while at the coffee shop or whatever? And you're like, oh, where's the woman at the coffee shop? Where's the coffee shop? Er, out of time. Oh! <gasps> This sounds like the men in black test that Will Smith had to take, and, and he passed. I, so I'm acutely aware now that I am not very good at being observant. Well, it also sounds like it's not just being observant. It's like finding the right camera to look at. Exactly. Well, so I left this spy museum. I went with my friend Doug, and we were walking down the street in New York, and I'm like, Wendy's. Someone's leaving with chicken nuggets. <laughs> of course they are. Black it's pants Wendy's. in front of us, yellow sneakers. Someone's talking Russian behind us. <laughs> okay. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you think that this is actually being used by the CIA to actually yeah. find people? No, it most certainly is. So today, gentle listener, <laughs> how to boost your observation skills and learn to pay attention so you can be a spy. Yes. I used a bunch of articles for research. The main one I used is Life Hacker: How to Boost Your Observation Skills and Learn to Pay Attention. <laughs> the author is Thorin Klaskowski. Klaskowski. Yeah. So... We need to pay attention to the world around us. How many of us walk with our eyes down, we're looking at our phone, we're ignoring what's going on around us? Right. We as humans, we get bored easily. Yes. Most of us need music and TV and the internet running simultaneously at the same time to feel fully entertained, right? awful people. I am one of those people. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. I've talked about it in the past on this podcast, how uncomfortable I get watching TV if I don't have my phone in my hand. It's bad. And technology, from my perspective, has made us truly terrible observers. Mm -hmm. And I fully agree with that. And by being really terrible observers, we are dulling our curiosity. And I think that curiosity is one of the best qualities 
that a person can possess. Totally. Right? We all talk about being mindful. Mindful resting, mindful eating, being mindful of what our bodies need and listening to our bodies. But think about this. What if we were more mindful of the world around us? Listening more carefully, watching more intently. What if we became masters of mindful observation of the world? We would be better witnesses we in the court case. We would be better all around. We wouldn't be so buried in our phones all the time. You know when you get that feeling like something bad is going to happen? Yes. Like something's creepy or wrong, but you ignore it. Yes. And then something bad actually does freaking happen. Totally. I believe that we would trust our guts more if we were all better observers. Oh my gosh, I think you're right. Because if we trusted our observation skills, we would know that our gut was trying to tell us something that we weren't just being weird. Oh my gosh, you're so right. Right? You're so right. Because instead of just being like, that's a weird feeling, you'd be like, that's a weird feeling based on the fact that this guy is looking at me, I'm not blinking. Exactly. Yeah. And by being better observers, we keep our brains sharp. That's very astute, Kathleen. Our minds in tune. Yes. So Lifehacker writes, being observant means watching people and situations and events and then thinking critically about what you see. We miss a lot in the world when we're busy shuffling here and there, and there's no way to quantify how that affects our well-being. And it's clear that the more attention you pay, the more often you'll come up with new ideas. Mm, okay, cool. So if nothing else, you'll expand your worldview by being a better observer. But first, you have to train yourself to pay attention again. Okay. We have all forgotten to pay attention. So how can us, you, me, Bethany, gentle taste bud listeners, explore this world by being more observant? We can do that by becoming our very own personal spy organization. Okay. That takes practice. Practice, practice. I just sat up straighter in my stupid chair. It's time It's time to attend class. <laughs> practice observing the world around us without being detected is key. Okay, this is good. This is what I want to know because I like to slink around, but I always get detected. Yeah. You need to learn to become undetected. Yeah. Every time I try to sneak up on Dennis, he detects me. And you need to practice this on a daily basis. It's the only way that you're going to get good at this. Okay. So number one, yeah. train yourself to look for the stuff that matters to you. Okay. Maybe at night, what matters to you is safety. Mm -hmm. Maybe at a restaurant, what matters to you is other people's juicy gossip. Oh, yeah. Maybe on the street, you're interested in what other people are wearing. You have to figure out what matters to you in a setting and hone in on those details and learn to ignore what doesn't matter. Okay. For example, continuity on film sets. If you're filming like the same scene and, and different days or you're filming in a house throughout a whole movie, yeah. the continuity person is like, okay, this vase goes on this table at yes. exactly this angle, right? It's amazing. The first time I ever had someone on a set to look at my continuity, it was like a dream come true because she was looking at my phone and I have like a pop socket on my phone. Yeah. And she said, in the previous take, your pop socket was pushed up and now it's down. So we need to pull it back up again and like make the llama this way. Like she had, she was on top of it. And the worst, one of the worst things I would have to imagine is if someone is smoking a cigarette in a scene. Oh. Because those things burn down quickly. And from take to take, from shot to shot, if it's supposed to be within a conversation, you don't want their cigarette being long and short and short oh, and then long and then long and short. That's tough. But you're right. Yeah, they are trained just to look at continuity. Yes. So let's say, Bethany, speaking, let's just keep the movie train going. We're in a movie theater. Mm -hmm. What observations are important when you're in a movie theater? Maybe your first observation, the smell of popcorn, mm. maybe that's not so important. Yeah. And it, maybe you're thinking about safety. So where are your emergency exits? Yes. Is there a sound of a scuffle at the door behind you? Maybe the person sitting next to you is important because they're acting kind of fidgety and kind of weird. Yeah. What are the details that matter to you and why do they matter to you? So you have to go into a situation with the intention, knowing what it is that you want to look at. Yeah. 
Oh, that's so good because then you're not just like distracted by every single thing that comes. Exactly. Okay. Number two, challenge yourself to pay attention to new things. So saying to yourself, I'm just going to observe the world today through new eyes is not enough. Okay. Because simply just looking around is not the way that you become a good observer because observing in the way that we're talking about it, how spies do it, how scientists do it, there's a method to it. It's scientific, right? So watch people in crowded areas. If the first thing that you do when you sit down in a crowded place is look at your phone, stop. Okay, okay. I'm stuck. I'm going to stop. Spend some time taking it all in, watching the people look at how they act in crowded spaces, how they interact with others, how they navigate through the rush of it all, right? Okay. Assign yourself a scavenger hunt. Pick something and look through it throughout the day. This could be anything, a broken window, security cameras, graffiti on the side of a building. Take a picture of it or note it. Look for more. And when you're done, try to figure out why that stuff is there. Holy crap. This is so exciting. Okay. I love this. All right. So this comes from that website, Quora. Quora, yeah. Quora. How can I train myself to observe more? So here are some tips. Find a bench in a crowded public park or square and just simply watch people. So let's say you're going to a park at lunch, right? Every single day. Eventually, you're going to start to recognize faces. Yes. Patterns that people have. You'll be able to determine eventually who is familiar with the area or who is simply lost in transit. It's these types of new observations that before you wouldn't, you would just, whatever. Yeah, like people are people, a crowd is a crowd. Yes. Do the same thing like in a shopping mall or the center of a mall. Count the number of people who you see wearing certain colors or articles of clothing. Take physical notes or train your memory to retain information in your workplace. And no, this is not spying if you do this anywhere. <laughs> Casually observe the activities of your coworkers and managers. Okay. Don't stare at them or laugh at them or comment when you overhear something. Just observe. Okay. You're going to start to get to know your coworkers better than you ever would have liked. <laughs> <laughs> than you wanted to. This is my favorite. Listen to as many conversations that take place around you as you can. I love other people's conversations. Yeah. They're fascinating. And if you have a phone and some earbuds or some headphones, it is really easy to go undetected while listening to someone's full out conversation. And then last but not least, uh, in terms of challenging yourself to pay attention to new things, when people talk to you, actually listen to what they're saying. Yeah, that one's tough for a lot of people, especially if you have social anxiety and you're just trying to think of what you're going to say next. Yeah. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, like, Bethany, you and I talk to each other for a living. We're Mm -hmm. professional talkers to each other. Yeah. And I sometimes listen Listen back to this podcast and edit it, and you say things that I didn't hear the first same, time around. Totally same. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of this whole thing, when I was in Wisconsin over the weekend for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. Dennis and I went to dinner with my mom and stepdad, Jim. And there was a couple behind us at the restaurant who were clearly on a first date, which is, you know, my dream. So good. All four of us were fully invested in this first date going well. First of all, the dude looked exactly like Joey Fatone from NSYNC. (laughs) Young Joey Fatone, like back in the day. Yeah. The woman looked like Elvira, queen of the night. Stop it. She had black hair bangs her long black hair faded into like a magenta at the bottom she had a labray piercing a septum piercing a nose piercing she looked like amy lee from evanescence they did not look like they belonged together these two were hitting it off like gangbusters and the four of us like dennis and i could see them yeah my mom and stepdad could hear them (gasps) so my mom and stepdad would like fill us in on what they were saying and we would fill them in on what they were doing drinking laughing and you guys are spies. We were totally, but we weren't in any way sly about it. Yeah. Like Dennis and I at one point just leaned over so we could see them better. Like we clearly were 
looking at them. But like it was really fascinating to actually be keyed into this conversation and to pull all of the information from it and be like, are they hitting it off? Yes. Do they like each Will other? Will they go on a second date? Totally. What is body language saying? It was really interesting. It makes you more attuned to the fine details. And in turn, it lights that creative fire mm-hmm. in your brain, right? Yeah. So when you're making all these observations, right, you're going out for the first time, just sitting in a cafe, whatever, write it down. Okay. Everybody needs a small notebook. You need a field notebook. Okay. Because if we think about all of the wonderful things that have been invented in this world, everybody wrote it down. Everybody wrote it down. That's and true. And one of the major key elements of the scientific method yeah. is like writing it all freaking down. Got to. If right? for no other reason than for posterity. So time.com did this whole article about when you sketch something or write something, you're making an active choice as what to include, like what's important enough to write down. Yeah. And you're sort of using like the pen and the paper as the filter. Yeah. So even if you don't have a pen and paper in front of you, you have to think of like when you are learning to be a better observer, there's got to be a filter. So what are the details that you would write down? What's important to you? What's worth noting? Okay. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. And you don't always have to spy on other people. Like get a field notebook and go in your garden. Well, the, I don't know. I'm not a gardener. The mums are looking extra maroony today. The peonies. Boy, are they great. The carrots are multicolored because I... You know, whatever. Yeah, th- that's the one. The the dirt is brown mm-hmm. and the bees are buzzing. Like, whatever it is that you're observing. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be, like, you know, people. If you don't like people, just go, go into nature. Like, listen to the sounds of the trees rustling or whatever. And, like, to what end are you observing? Are you doing it just to be... To like teach yourself to be more in the present? Yes, and to teach yourself to absorb more details about what's going on around you. Awesome. So scientists keep careful records of their observations, quantifying those observations whenever possible. So when you're writing stuff down, when you're trying to teach yourself to be a better observer, try attaching numbers to each thing that you observe. How many times did a customer pick up an item before buying it? How many minutes did an employee spend talking about politics before getting down to business? That kind of stuff, right? Yeah. How many times did like the bees touch this one flower before they you know, flew away, whatever it is. And challenge yourself. Okay, this is where you can use your phone. And challenge yourself to take pictures of things. Okay. Every single day. Bethany, your sister just did the coolest thing ever. She did like a second a day Yeah. Uh, in the month of November. And she yes. posted this video of one second from her life in the entire month of November. I thought yeah. it was so cool. It's fascinating. It's interesting to see what just one month encapsulated. I'm trying to remember. How many days in November? 30. 30. <laughs> so the whole video was about 30 seconds. Yeah. And so it really got her. I mean, I'm assuming if I were to do it, it would really get me thinking more carefully about interesting seconds in my day. Yeah. And how are you spending your time? Right? Yeah. So challenge yourself. Maybe take the 365 day photo challenge. Like okay. one photo a day. Okay. Right? Something yeah. interesting. Number three, we need to learn to watch people better. So most of us are astute to situations where our adrenaline is pumping or where we're scared or like even just high tension situations like first dates yeah. or interviews, right? Paying attention, yeah. But what about situations where you feel comfortable? A lot of us don't take note of situations where we feel comfortable. No, it's like the only time I feel like I can let my guard down. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? You can never let your guard down, <laughs> Bethany. Oh, no. <laughs> if this were a movie, this whole podcast recording would be you teaching me a lesson. And at that moment, a man behind me would slap me on the head with a stick. You can never let your guard down. Smack. I'd be like, where did this guy come from? That's Ted. He's here to teach you a lesson. So number three, we need to learn to watch people better. So think about the first humans. There weren't as many human beings on the earth back then. 
So you would see something from the distance, an animal or a human, Mm -hmm. and you would have all of this time to observe it, all of this time before making contact with it or before deciding you're going to walk away. Now we live in such close quarters with each other that essentially we can observe each other. Because how many times have you heard this statement? It's not polite to stare. Correct. Right? It's not. So now, because the natural way that the world is, we live in close quarters with one another, you don't stare at people, it's considered rude, blah, blah, blah. Our observation skills are just absolutely downgraded. And so watching people is one of the most critical things that you can do to help you and your life and become a spy. But it's also really creepy. It's also really creepy, but I'm going to tell you why it's going to help you. Okay. By being better observers, we protect ourselves from being victims. Sure. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. Where's your nearest exit? Yeah. Do you check to see who's at the door before opening it? Yeah. Do you text while driving or are the people around you texting while driving? That's a huge thing is like you might be doing the best job ever, but you can't trust that the people around you. I had to drive into work on, uh, what day was it? Wednesday, last Uh week Wednesday. And in Minnesota and Wisconsin, they were getting this massive snowstorm and there was a layer of ice underneath. But I had to go in. It was my last day doing the morning show in Minneapolis. And I was driving like a champ, but I had to keep in mind not everyone else might be driving like a champ Mm -hmm. and you may have to stop suddenly. You may have to like swerve suddenly because someone's not paying attention. Yeah. And if you're anything like me, if I were listening to a podcast and someone was like, you need to be a better observer. So let's say you were driving to work and it was snowy. Right. And you're already formulating prose in your head about the pillowy dust and the evergreen lined roadway and whatever. But it's also other things like you're at a stoplight and you look over. Is that person paying attention? Yeah. Or maybe is the person in front of you like drunk driving? Or is there a motorcycle near you? Are you seeing it? Are they seeing you? Yeah. Like there's so many things. You're right. That maybe noticing the beautiful trees is not the right thing to be paying attention to in that moment. Yeah. Because you have to hone in on what's important, what you should be observing at that moment. Yes. All right. That's good. Let's talk about things that bring us comfort too. Recognizing and observing things that bring us comfort. We don't only need to observe danger. We also need to observe comfort. You know how a really good book has the ability to feel like a warm hug? Yes. Or a delicious cup of cocoa with just words and descriptions and word combinations, right? Totally, yeah. Like I have a book that I refuse to finish because I don't want the experience to end. So I've never finished it. See, that is where creativity is sparked because it's not only about dodging danger and observing what's going to hurt you. It's also about recognizing when people feel comfortable because when people feel comfortable, then they are vulnerable. (gasps) Oh, that's how you get them. So one of the best skills that a spy can have is being creative, right? Yes. Lying without making it obvious, predicting someone's behavior, getting creative with how you contact them or pull them into your mission. You're not always going to have technology bells and whistles to help you do your work. And sometimes you just need to rely on your extensive knowledge of reading a situation or reading a person to get the job done. That's so good. Right? Yeah. Does body language come into this? Yeah. So I was going to say, if this is something that really interests you, you should probably do a deeper dive into reading body language and detecting lies and reading expressions. But the fourth and final step into becoming a better observer is to keep an eye out for patterns. Okay. Tell me how. Step number four. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Four, four, four. Observing is great. Let's say you're a master at going to cafes, writing things down, looking at people, listening to their conversations, but none of this is going to help you until you can detect patterns. Okay. So Lifehacker writes, detecting patterns and combining that with your experience is what allows you to predict what's going to happen next. Okay. So you can be, you can essentially tell the future by being a better observer. Okay. Explain. Does that make sense? No. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, yes, yeah, sort of. The more you observe of the world and the people around you, the better you become at detecting patterns. Subsequently, you can get better at predicting someone's behavior. So like getting to know what they do with their life yes. every day well, so that you can then like find them on the street and steal their lunch. Exactly. Because you know that they buy their lunch at Leanne Chin at like two o'clock. Think about the movie Home Alone. Yes. So the two thieves. Yes. They are excellent. The wet bandits. The wet bandits. Yeah. They like to think of themselves as excellent observers. Because right. they knock on people's doors, found out their travel patterns, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then they were going in for their loot. What they couldn't attest for was that the McAllisters were going to leave their son behind. Right. They left him <laughs> home alone. Okay. So let's say I'm going to give you a situation. Let's say you're a spy. You're in Germany. What's my name? Your name is Svetlana. Yeah. And you've been watching this one man get his morning coffee every day. Hot. And he opens up the newspaper. And every single day, a boy comes to a table and yeah. hands him an envelope. Oh. Right? Hijinks. Right? Yeah. And so you detect the same pattern uh -huh. every day. Uh-huh. Man, coffee, newspaper, envelope. Hijinks. When that envelope doesn't come. Something's different. Because you've detected a pattern. You know that it's your time to make a move. The game is afoot. The game is afoot. Okay. See what I mean? I see. And if I had just been drinking my coffee the whole time, I would never have noticed that there was a kid when you bringing think about, an envelope. <laughs> when you think about weather people, they are very observant. Gotta like, be. How did we come up with the idea of weather patterns? It's yeah. because people observe the weather and they're like, when this happens, that happens. Sure. Weather spies. Weather. So when there's a front, then there's a snow. No more weather people. Weather spies. Weather spies. Right? Yeah. I wonder what was in the envelope that the boy was bringing the dude. <laughs> I don't know. I bet it was money. And, and this is sort of something interesting. I was thinking about when I was doing all this research. Imagine doing a scientific observation on yourself. Okay. So say you have habits you want to break. Yeah. Or like stuff that you don't like about yourself and you would like to improve. Yeah. I know that when I don't get enough sleep, usually on Wednesdays, predictably, I don't make good food decisions or work out for the rest of the week. So if I was a spy looking at myself, I would be able to say, boop, there it is. <laughs> Wednesday, she didn't get enough sleep. She's going to order Chinese food on Thursday. <laughs> All of this. That's amazing. Right? So you can spy on yourself. You can think of it in sort of like a behavioral way too, right? Yeah, totally. That's interesting. So I want to I want to read you how Lifehacker ended their article. And all of my sources are going to be linked in our show notes. It's kind of poetic the okay. way that Lifehacker ended the article. The more you observe, the more you ask why. And the more you ask why, the more you learn. Observing is useful, but the critical thinking that follows is what can help you come up with new ideas and learn more about the world around you. That's really, really interesting. So, I don't know. There it is. I'm going to become a spy. What kind of spy did the place say that you are? I'm special that? ops. What does that mean? Because I'm agile. <gasps> I'm calm under pressure. Yeah, you are. And there's one other thing I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen. Yeah. I don't like to travel with a ton of jewelry because if I fly, it gets stuck on my fingers. And yeah. I like to carry around a bunch of stuff. One thing that I brought to Thanksgiving with me the whole trip was my orate ring. It's this tiny little gold band with a tiny little B on it because it fits me perfectly. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't turn green. It's such high quality. And it's by orate. B for biatch, right? B okay. I just want like a, a handful of pieces that I can put on every single day and I know I'm going to look great. And that's what Orate does for me. I have their earrings. I have the same ring that Bethany has just with a K on it. I wear my stuff every single day and I'm very, very into fine jewelry lately. Like I'm kind of over the big chunky, the big chunky fashion stuff that I used to be into. All Orate pieces come with a lifetime warranty because they know it lasts. It's all real gold. You never have to take it off. You can shower, do sports if that 
is interesting to you. Sleep. Do it all. Listen, it's super affordable. Orate sells directly to you without the middleman markup. So, you know, you get high quality, but at a fraction of the cost. And Orate is ethically made in New York City. My favorite part, too, for every piece sold, a child in need receives a book to further their education. God, that is so lovely. Isn't that great? And we're going to give you money off. To get 15% off your first Orate purchase, go to Orate.com. NewYork.com slash taste and then use the promo code taste. Again, for 15% off of your first Orate purchase, go to Orate, A-U-R-A-T-E, NewYork.com slash taste and use the promo code taste. Again, that's spelled A-U-R-A-T-E, NewYork.com slash taste and use the promo code taste. God, their stuff is so cute. Pretty, right? The new year, I think for a lot of people is stressful because they're like, well, this is when I got to start working out again. No, start using Noom now. Oh, the Noom app is going to change your life. Yeah. So what is it? Noom is a habit changing solution. It helps you learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. It's an app that is based in psychology. So it teaches you why you do the things you do and then gives you the tools to figure out how to make different, better choices. It's not a diet. It's a healthy and easy to stick to way of life. You know, uh, when you're setting up your Noom profile, it says, what are you interested in? Losing weight, getting fit. Noom gives you options. It's not just like track your calories and work out as much as you can. I use my Noom app every day. It only takes 10 minutes. I like track my food sometimes if I want. Sometimes I don't want to. Sometimes I just want to like read their cool brain tips about how to stay more focused or energized. It's just like it feels like me time. Also, making different food choices, it can help clear your skin up. It can help lower your A1C or your cholesterol or your blood pressure. It can help you get more defined muscles if that's what you're looking for or crave fruits and vegetables. If getting healthy is number one on your to-do list, you want to check out the Noom app right now because you're not going to regret it. You don't have to change it all in one day. You can change it in many days and the Noom app is going to help you. Small steps make big progress. So sign up for your trial today at Noom. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash taste. What do you have to lose? Visit Noom Noom.com slash taste to start your trial today. That's Noom.com slash taste. Okay, so Kathleen, you know that the ads you see like on Facebook and stuff are tailored based on the things that you search, the stuff you post, whatever. Yeah, I love it. That's how I find all my favorite products. Right. It's also what keeps us in a echo chamber, but whatever. So, (laughs) however, like if you go on Google Uh and you start to Google something, it autofills suggestions for you, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So those suggestions are based off of things that you have already searched in the past, mm-hmm. also based on other things that other people have Googled. Mm. So like real suggestions. Like why are my farts so smelly after right. I eat turkey? Right. And that's mm-hmm. like a lot of people have asked that question mm-hmm. a lot, apparently. How to get rid of blackheads. Yes, exactly. Easy and cheap. Okay. It's also based on your location. So like if, if I were to Google Little Owl. Yes. Because I live in New York, it would probably suggest the restaurant Little Owl. Yeah, in the but village, it, the right. one that's underneath the Friends apartment. Exactly. Uh-huh. But if I lived, let's say, in Wisconsin, I would probably be suggested like wildlife. 
Little ah, Owls, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And then lastly, if there are terms that suddenly spike in popularity, like the term boomer. Yes. Hey, everyone's boomer. saying like, oh, thanks, boomer. Hey, boomer. Um, boomer will probably be more likely to pop up if I start typing like B-O-O yeah. versus, you know, the So word that's book. how they know what I'm thinking before I'm actually thinking yes, it. Yes. There's a whole bunch of stuff that all comes together. So one of the things, Kathleen, that we really want to do on this podcast is make people feel like they're not so alone. Yeah. Right? And sometimes... Google is where we turn when we have our most deep, dark questions that we're too embarrassed to ask anybody else. Why is my period sometimes clumpy? Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. Why do I get acne on my inner thighs? Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't want to ask, you know, anyone else Mm -hmm. that question. Yeah. How to prevent chub rub. Right. Exactly. So I have gone through and I basically have started some Google searches and I have recorded the most common or the suggested responses. Uh And we're going to turn this into a little game. Okay. So not only will it make you understand that you're not the only one who Googles this stuff, but it's also fun for the whole family. Best sugar cookie recipe ever, ever, ever. (laughs) That's how I get the best recipe. Three Evers. Three Evers Uh versus four. (laughs) Okay. So the first thing I Googled is... How many times? Mm. Can you guess? I was given one, two, three, four, five, six, (laughs) seven, eight. I was given eight suggestions. Okay. Can you guess any one of the auto suggestions for when I typed in how many times? How many times should you go on a date before you have sex? That is not one of them. But that is actually a very good guess. One of them has to do with Jennifer Lopez. How many times was Jennifer Lopez married? Yes! Word for word. How, How many, many times? times does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? <laughs> That's also not. The top ones were, how many times should you shower? Ah. How many times was Princess Margaret married? I don't, maybe because the crown is on? Oh, yeah. The crown just came okay. out on Netflix. How many times was Jennifer Lopez married? How many times has Goku died? Who's Goku? Don't know. How many times should I take the SAT? How many times should you poop? How many times was Brady sacked yesterday? And how many times can a mosquito bite? Oh, once, I think, right? They bite you once and then they die? I think that's a B. I think a mosquito needs to bite you to live because they take your blood. How many times can I say no to hanging out with a friend before they break up with me? I think seven. Mm. Yeah, seven. Okay, next one. Is it weird that? Mm. What would you? No cheating. Okay, I'm not cheating. Is it weird that? Is it weird that my poop is floating? No. Is it weird that there's green stuff coming out of my ear? No. Is it weird that sometimes I fall asleep when I'm standing up? Okay. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm making you feel super alone. <laughs> okay, these are the ones that is listed. Is it weird that I talk to myself? Ah. Is it weird that I talk to myself out loud? Mm. Is it weird that I have no friends? Is it weird that I miss you? It is weird that, yeah, that I miss you. Is it weird that I want to be single? No, No. not weird. Is it weird that I'm a virgin? No. Is it weird I don't want to date? Is it weird that I kiss my dog? Yeah, that's weird. And is it weird that I don't like parties? No. Speaking of parties, Bethany, I'm having a party this weekend. Are you you coming? It's on my calendar. Okay, great. Next one. Is it weird that Bethany's actually going to show up to my party? By the way, it's not <laughs> weird that you kiss your dog. It's no, I kiss my cat on the mouth. Yeah. Sometimes with tongue. Bumps on my. Oh. That's the next one. Bumps on my. Bumps on my vagina. Nope. <laughs> Bumps on my buttocks. Yep. Bumps on my nipples. Yep. Bumps on my tongue. Yep. Bumps on my nose. Yep. And uh, bumps on um, bumps on my... Uh, 
anus. Yeah, there's one of those. There's also bumps on my dog. Are you kidding me? Not kidding there's you. There's bumps on my anus? Say so you're not alone. Shit, yeah. Okay. Why are my nipples autocorrect? Autofill. Inverted. Yep. Hard. Yep. Bumpy. Yes. Hairy. There is one. S- large. Yep. Small. Yep. And pink. Brown. No, brown. But sore is one of them. Sore. Sore, itchy, chapped mm. is another one. Oozing. Um, so low is another one. Mm. Bleeding. Mm. Ooh. Tingly. Ooh. You're not alone with your nipples. No. That's interesting. Uh-huh. I've definitely Googled why are my nipples large. I, I don't know. I feel like my nipples are just... So much TMI. You're not alone. For this podcast, but <laughs> I, I just feel like compared to the size of my breast, they're just, it's they're You know too what? Big. All breasts are different. Our all breasts are different. I need a, I need a nipple transplant. So here's one. Put this, me on the list. Quick, we need a life-saving <laughs> nipple transplant. All right. I'm not going to make you guess this one. This one I just felt like was really interesting. Okay. What happens if is what I typed in. Ooh, what happens if I don't poop for a week? No, but this is what people questioned. Okay. What happens if you eat poop? What happens if you eat mold? What happens if you swallow gum? What happens if you eat moldy bread? Mm. What happens if a school burns down? Yeah. What happens if you break a lease? All of those things have happened to me. All of them. Your Every school burned one. down? Yeah, my school sure did burn no. down. No, it didn't. But it was filled with mold. <laughs> so we went to a new school. It was filled with asbestos. All right. Can I have a crush on? Ooh. Is what I typed in. My dad. Think? Uh no, not my dad. My brother? Yep. Ew. My cousin. Yep. Oh, my best friend. Did not come up. My dog. Did not come up. My dad's friend. Did not come up. My friend's dad. <laughs> Did not come up, but I've been there. <laughs> Can I have a crush on my boyfriend, on myself, on my cousin, on my teacher? Yes, you, yes can. you can. On my doctor, on my brother, on an anime character, yeah. on my third cousin, mm. on somebody, and on her. On her. Can I have a crush on her? Yeah. I don't know what that... That's not going to get you much of a result. The in brother terms of... is the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless it's a stepbrother and you're not related, in which case that's the whole premise of the movie Clueless. I mean, and there's a whole like segment of pornography that's just dedicated to that topic alone. Wait, really? Yep. Is it legal to? Is, is it, it legal, legal to, to record somebody's conversation? Sure is one of those. Yeah, it sure is legal in both New Jersey and New York. Good we to are know. One party consent states. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed you do. Thank you. Uh, is it legal to? What else? Is it legal to break into someone's house? Not one that I got. Is it legal to read your boss's email? <laughs> Not one that I got. Is it legal to... Think about our previous question and topic. Oh, the... is it legal to spy on someone? No, no, no. I mean the last question I asked Google. Oh. What Re- having crush on family members. Oh, is it legal to marry your brother? Cousin. Oh, God. Here's some other ones. Is it legal to own a fox? Well, yeah. Are they endangered? <laughs> well, I mean, they're wild animals. Oh, what does the fox have to say about this? Well, I'm not Googling what does the fox say. <laughs> uh, is it legal to grow hemp in New York? Is it le- legal to carry pepper spray? Yeah. No, uh, I, I don't know about that in New York. I don't either. Is it legal to carry a taser? No. Is it legal to burn the American flag? Yes. Is it? No, it's legal. Is it? It's legal. Hey, Siri, can you burn the American flag? Okay. I found this on the web for can you burn the American flag? I wish you would just answer. Oh. Come on, man. Can uh, she just tell me? Flag desecration. Is it legal? I don't know. Oh, 
wiki is asking me for a donation. You actually should donate to Wikipedia. I yeah, donate every it's my year. favorite source of hard-hitting news. Um, you know, teachers have such a problem with Wikipedia. They're like, oh, it's not real. Except Wikipedia is just like your term papers. It sources quite literally everything that's in there at the bottom. You should always also use other sources, but it's a good place to no, start. No, just use Wikipedia. <laughs> um, it sounds like yes. It's legal. You can burn the flag. A cursory search of uscourts.gov says, yes, reasoning five to four, it constitutes a form of symbolic speech that's protected by the First Amendment. I would never burn the flag. I would you burn know. my bra. Uh, is it legal to marry a cousin? Is it legal to make moonshine? Is it legal to record someone? Moonshine? Well, I, I, there's liquor stores in every corner. I know, sometimes you make no, that shit's poison. How do I know if? Okay. How, how do, do I know if? How do I know if I'm gay? No. That wasn't one of them? Was not. How do I know if he likes me? Um, no. A lot of these are STI related. Oh, how do I know if I have gonorrhea? Uh, gonorrhea is not there. How do I know if I have herpes? Yes. How do I know if I have anal fissures? How do I know if I need to bleach my anal? Uh, anal, no anal references. How do I know if I'm ready to have sex? That's not one either, actually. How, how do I know if he's going to kiss me? Um... No. Let me list the ones I have. One of them is purple, which means it's one that I've searched myself. The top one, which is purple, is how do I know if my cat is constipated? (laughs) Because Loki would sit in the the litter box and then just look at me and go, too much cheese. Too much cheese. Not enough coffee. (laughs) Uh, Don't feed your cat coffee. No. How do I know if I have bed bugs? How do I know if my iPhone is unlocked? Mm. How do I know if I have a concussion? Herpes, a UTI, diabetes, Mm. hashtag the beatus. I've had, yeah, UTI. That's, yeah. They're often Your body will tell you. How do I know if my phone is unlocked? Once again, people don't know how to tell if their phone is, can you use it? Then it's unlocked. I think what they're trying to ask is, is it jailbroken? Oh, gotcha. Mm, And people get confused. How do I know if I have a hernia? Mm. How do I know if I have ADHD? (gasps) Oh. All right. Is How do this, I know if I'm spy material? Right. Good one. Mm. See also an Acquired Taste podcast. <laughs> All right. Two more. Is this, is this boring? Yeah, no, this is good. Okay. I'm too embarrassed to. Oh. I'm too embarrassed to go to the gynecologist. That's one. I'm too embarrassed to be naked in front of someone. No, that's not one. That's just you because you're never nude. I'm too embarrassed to wear a bathing suit. No, but there is one s- related to that. I'm too embarrassed to ask that boy if he likes me Mm-mm. go back to the go back to wearing a swimsuit what would you maybe do in preparation for wearing a swimsuit i'm too embarrassed to go swimsuit shopping to work out too embarrassed to <laughs> am i am i getting closer am i hot am i cold down south Did you, am i how i'm too embarrassed to get a bikini wax yes that's one of them oh shit i've never gotten a bikini wax have me you there no Mm-mm. i got laser hair removal oh i also never understood Did because hurt? yeah mm. but they give you numbing cream okay I never understood waxing because it has to grow back super long. It's, yeah, yeah. Right? So like, now it's like, all right, now it's growing out super long. I mean, like the whole concept of just taking a ruler to your hair down there and being like, is it long enough to go see this person How who's going to look at it and then rip like it out? Two inches or something? I don't know. So you have to be know. able to like braid it? You know what? I've never gotten anything there down there waxed. I just, either. I'm like a shaver. I, yeah, it just, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's summer, if it's winter, yeah, use your own inference. You, yeah, use your own discretion. Uh, I'm too embarrassed to give me one more that you think you. you I'm think. too embarrassed to ask my teacher if I'm stupid. Oh, you're not. 
That's not one of them. Yeah. I'm too embarrassed to go to the dentist. Oh, yes. I can see how that's embarrassing, but yep. you, shouldn't. you shouldn't. The dentist is not going to judge you. Well, some of them will. But if you are too embarrassed to go to the dentist, ask around. There are dentists that are not going to shame you. I would call ahead and be like, listen, mm-hmm. do not talk to me about the last time I was here. Mm-hmm. I will pull the plug on this whole situation. <laughs> okay. Too embarrassed to post my response. Too embarrassed to go to the gym. Mm. Too embarrassed to go to the doctor. Yeah. Multiple wax references. Too embarrassed to get a pap schmear. Ugh. Too embarrassed to go running. Oh, yeah. I understand all yeah. of this. And I understand too embarrassed to go to the gym. Totally. Because like there are a lot of fit people at the gym and that's very intimidating. Totally. Too embarrassed to buy a pregnancy test and too embarrassed to say what it looks like. I'm still embarrassed to buy pregnancy tests. Despite being on birth control, I still think every month that I'm pregnant, I take one. I was, did I ever tell you I was once at, I think, Target, and the woman in front of me had a child running around her screaming. It was like a toddler-aged child, and she was buying a pregnancy test. And her child was causing her so much drama, she looked down and she said, knock it off, chastity. And I was like, oh, you named your baby Chastity and you're buying a pregnancy test. It was like such a perfect, like a whole tableau. Oh, yeah. Okay, one more. God bless self-checkout. Yeah. Acne on. Go for it. Acne on my butt. Yep. Acne on my back. Yep. Acne on my arms. Got it. Acne on my chest. Yep. Acne on my cheeks. Yep. Acne on my nose. Yep. Acne on my chin. Yep. Acne on my forehead. You missed two. Oh. You missed three. Okay. Acne on my vagina. Nope. They're all from the shoulders up. Oh. Acne on my ears? No, but I had I had a blackhead on my left ear. Oh, Bethany, why did you let me pop it? So satisfying. God Um, damn it. Acne on my neck, jawline, and scalp. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely jawline. Do you know I had a blackhead once on my right hip? Oh, oh God. How did that happen? So weird. I thought that it was a bruise. And I was like, what is this weird bruise? And then I realized one day that it was a freaking blackhead. So it never came back again, but there's still like a little hole there. And this was years ago. It's very, it's very odd. I was just watching blackhead videos from inside the ears. It's, it's so satisfying when they go into the ear. Oh, God. Because it's like, also, it's like acne oil, but it's also like earwax. Okay. And whatever pops out is so huge. Okay. If you get queasy, do the 15 seconds button like three times. Uh-huh. Go. <laughs> okay. If you like those kind of like popping oh, videos, the thing I've become obsessed with now since my ear surgery uh-huh. is videos of ENTs cleaning hard to clean ears because they go in with like a suction yeah. and they are just trying to suction out all of this stuff that is like hardened or it's like skin oh, that they're God. trying to pull you're, off with suction. Bethany, you're talking it's dirty to me. So oh my God. satisfying. Bethany, don't stop. Don't stop. Anyway, I have an ENT appointment <laughs> on Wednesday. I'm very excited. Also, one more thing. Yeah. So every year Google lets us know what their top medical searches were oh, for the year. Yeah. So it hasn't come out yet for 2019. However, for 2018, here are the top trending health questions Ooh. that people asked Dr. Google. Okay. Number one, what is is the keto diet? This yeah. was the top trending health question of 2018. Also, what is ALS disease? Huh. Yep. What is endometriosis? Okay, I have yeah. many people in my life and family who deal with endometriosis. It's, yeah. a, it's an issue with the uterus and the lining inside the uterus. Yeah, it's awful. Because uh, Lena Dunham came forward about endometriosis in 2018. I was just going to say that. I was like, everyone's talking about it because now Lena Dunham is being very honest about her struggles. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how long does weed stay in your urine? 
because uh, a lot of um, states legalized medical marijuana and regular marijuana. Mm. Uh, how long does the flu last? Yeah. How long is the flu contagious? Mm. When does implantation bleeding occur? So this is women who are pregnant or trying to become pregnant may have questions about when implantation bleeding. Um, so I'm, like I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't either. It's like um, when the you get like spotting after yeah um, when conception, the, the fertilized egg implants itself on your uterus. Yes, exactly on Ugh. your uterus. Why am I always tired? Did I say uterus? <laughs> yes, and I'm an asshole and just like said it. <laughs> uh, why am I always tired? What does heartburn feel like? Oh, what causes high blood pressure? Am I having a heart attack? Yeah, that's another. Yeah, mm. yep. Um, so those are the top. Those are the top. Uh, those are the top ten. Do you know what the number one trending thing right now for Google is? What? Apple AirPods. Because they're on sale for Cyber Monday. Ugh. What's the deal? How much did what, it cost? What's the deal? Do you listen to the podcast, How Did This Get Made? Sometimes. My favorite is that they were talking about AirPods, but June, who I think is me, called them AirBuds because they're earbuds, but they're air. Yeah. And so they want to come out with a line of AirPods that are a little basketball with a golden retriever hanging off of it and their <laughs> earbuds. I think it's fantastic. Oh, that's a good movie. So anyway, those are your Google searches. You're not alone. Kathleen. Yes. Did you know they're opening a Rothy's store in the village? Are you kidding me? I'm going to petition them to close it because I do not need to pass that store and buy 17,000 more pairs of Rothy's because you know I will and you know I want to. That is where all my money is going to go. <laughs> God damn it. Rothy's are these super comfortable everyday flats. You've heard us talking about them. They're made out of recycled water bottles. And they're super, super, super comfortable. So you can wear them at the office. You can wear them at a party because they're really cute, but you're never going to get those, you know, those heel blisters. Right. You can dance all night long in your Rothy's. Or sleep all night long in your Rothy's, and whatever you like to do with your night. So if flats are your thing, they have a couple different styles of flats. They've got the rounded toe and the pointy toe. They have the loafer, which, which Bethany I have. has. Yeah, yep, love it. And then they have this new Chelsea boot. So dang cute. I love my black Rothy's flats with my black tights. They go with everything. Because I feel fancy, and but I'm, I'm wearing a shoe that like I could walk 10 miles in. And if you're somebody, like I have a couple people in my family who don't love to wear heels or really like quote unquote fancy shoes because their feet are crazy sensitive and they don't yeah. want to do it. Rothy's are such a great option. Like if you get the black pointed toe flat, it looks like a sleek, chic shoe that isn't going to go out of style, but it's made out of one seamless woven piece. So it's so soft. There's no break in period. It's going to feel so good. And here's the mind blowing thing about Rothy's. They make all of their shoes using repurposed plastic water bottles and diverted over 35 million water bottles from landfills already. And you know what? They're also machine washable. That's the best part. Put them in the wash, wash them on cold, let them air dry. The next day you have a new pair of shoes. Yep. They're great. Simple as that. Yep. So go to rothys.com slash taste to get your new favorite flats in time for the holidays. Comfort, style, sustainability. These are the shoes that you've been waiting for. Again, go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash taste today. rothys.com slash taste. Cheers, Cinderella. What's that one? Uh, da -na 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 -na. Keep going. <laughs> what do you think it is? Come on. Come on. He's talking about is? his passport and all of his bitches on the different continents. Get 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 me on me. Jiggy with it. Get 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 cat get something on me. Get jaggy on it. Jason, get jiggy with it. Nope. Get 
get, get I'm like a turn over to my ablo inglés. Your you conversation ain't long, long, but you know what and, is. And, that's a dick joke. I don't know where about to go then. Uh, Magnum to Taiwan. I got lipstick stamps on my passport. I take a new new one. Get around the world. Don't need the papers. But your body don't need explaining. What I really want to understand is if you get Break me off a piece of that fancy feast. <laughs> what song? Jason Derulo. What? Get, get Jason Derulo songs. Get, uh, get, uh, get lipstick. Okay, stamps on my passport. Stains. Stains. On my passport. Think I need a new one. Talk dirty to Talk me. Talk dirty to me. Don't need explaining. Everybody does. Get jiggy on it. <laughs> yes, there's clapping in it. New York to Haiti. I got lipstick stains on my passport. In the world don't need explaining. Because my booty don't need explaining. <laughs> You talk dirty to me. Is that you on the saxophone, Kathleen? <laughs> no, it's Bill Clinton. <laughs> oh my God, if Bill Clinton's guested on <laughs> Jason Derulo featuring Bill Clinton on sax. Holy oh. cow. Bethany, have you ever seen Frozen? I haven't. Frozen 2 is out right now. Yeah, let it go. Well, they're saying that Elsa is the Gen Z princess that we all need because she A, she's got very bad anxiety. She's always worried about like, what's happening? And is she freezing someone? And what's happening to the climate? And her sister is yeah. like, bah, 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 like twirl, twirl, happy. Rainbows, sunshine, whatever. Yeah. Elsa is the princess that we can all relate to. You know what? I think for a lot of reasons. She cares about climate change. She cares about climate change. Uh -huh. She also causes a lot of problems with the climate. Mm -hmm. Isn't she also a lesbian? Did that come out in Frozen 2? I don't know. I don't know. People were trying to... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, she may not like labels. Listen, she may just not get married until she's 40, and that is fine. That is okay. It happens to a lot of people. Um, I spent the whole week with Dennis in Minneapolis and Wisconsin, uh -huh. and when I said goodbye to him at the airport, we went our separate ways when we got home yesterday, I immediately missed him, and mm. going to separate homes, we agreed, made it so much better because we realized how much we missed each other, and like... Oh. How helpful it is to have that space. Do you my, guys say I love you to each other yet? Constantly. It's Aww. stupid. But like my aunt and her husband were together for something like 20 or 25 years. They just got married within the last couple of years and went home to their separate houses. They don't live together. Are you kidding it's me? fantastic. That's so interesting. I think it's a thing. More people, I think more couples sleep in separate beds than are willing to be honest about. Yeah, of course. I think couples need to be more honest about well, not living together. People have different work schedules and stuff like that. Right. And it's also that, you know, it's different if you have kids, but yeah, still. Yeah, of course. So our friend TJ, mm -hmm. who we used to work with, he has a radio show in Boston, uh, the TJ show, mm -hmm. and his wife, Jessica, she's fabulous. She's fantastic. She's so interesting to follow on Instagram. You can follow her at Jessica Latra. She was writing how she's pregnant. She's like due any day now. She's yeah. probably like 36 weeks. Um, and how she's been documenting how big her belly has been getting. Yeah. She wrote on Instagram yesterday that finally TJ said to her, 
we cannot share a blanket anymore. Your belly is too big. And I wrote to her and I said, listen, I'm not having a baby, but Neil and I <laughs> never share a blanket. It like oh. saves our sleep. I mean, and it's not quite as dramatic as not living in the same house. Well, sure, but it's like you yeah. don't have to have all the... So wait, so you do... So you just each have like a full blanket, but yeah. only on top of you. We have two duvets. So essentially like we're sleeping next to each other with our own sets of blankets and sheets and pillows See, and whatever. That's brilliant. Yes. That's a really, really good idea. Such a good idea. Um. I we're just going to do like a big 90 degree turn here. Are you about to tell me something huge that happened to you over the break? I'm about to tell you something humiliating that happened. Are you about to tell me you're getting married? No. And I want you to understand that I am literally this is no hyperbole. I am not trying to like over make this a big deal. This is how mortified I was. But it's you're going to laugh and think I'm stupid. But this mortified me. Okay. Okay. It rocked my worldview of myself. Okay. Okay. So okay. I've listened. No, this is the judgment free zone. <sighs> okay. Audio Boom Studio NYC is a judgment free zone. Thank you. Safe uh-huh. space. Yeah. So when I packed for Minneapolis to go home for Thanksgiving, uh-huh. I was stressed out. Yeah. So I forgot to pack pants. I only packed shirts <laughs> and underwear and socks, no pants. <laughs> so I had to go to like emergency pants shopping. Yeah. And I went to Target. As one does. As one does. When they need emergency pants. Target does not carry pants that are long enough for me. So for women pants, they go by size. Yeah. And then they go by like short, regular, long. Oh. But because it was Hudson, Wisconsin, all of the longs were gone because everywhere there is long. Yeah, because right? you're all tall Norwegians. Right. So there were only shorts and regular. So none of those pants would fit me. They all came oh. up to like my ankle or mid-calf. So I went to the men's section and they had pants that are long enough for me, but they're not cut right for me. Yeah. So the next day, Black Friday, I went to Goodwill. Great sales. Ooh, Bethany. I'm like, I'm going to buy a quick pair of pants. Look at you. So thank you. I bought this great pair of pants originally from Maurice's. Hey. I don't know the brand, but. uh, It's like for teenage girls. It sounds fancy. It's great. You can get all your bedazzled jeans there. Okay. So. They were great. They were like slim fitting and then they went down into a gentle flare. And I'm like, these are darling for me. Gentle flares. I keep seeing like my the Instagram influencers that I follow mm-hmm. more and more with very flared pants. It's okay. like coming back. There's a difference I learned. And this is the crux of my story. There is a difference between flared jeans and boot cut. Yeah. Apparently, boot cut is no longer fashionable. Yeah. And the problem is that I came to a, an awareness of fashion in the late 90s when boot cut yeah. was the rage. That was the only type of jean that you wore. Right. So for me, boot cut has always been a viable option, right? Yes. And it turns out that that was a trend. And so I really came to a full understanding of this when Dennis, in his sweetness, took a video of me at the airport from far away as I was checking my luggage, and it was like scanning my jeans, and it said, love is a boot cut. And he showed it to me, and I immediately was like, oh, no, what have I done? And he was so – and he meant it to be sweet, but like he immediately was like, oh, you didn't know that like you bought these kind of dated jeans – also, at that point, the jeans had completely expanded. When I tried them on, they were tight and form-fitting. By this time, oh, no. the the flare yeah. bottom was the same width as the knee. Yeah. I looked like Zach Baggins. Like, yeah. He said I looked like the lead singer of Creed. <laughs> Again, like with love. Yes, that's that really bums me out when you buy a pair of jeans and then they stretch. Yes. And then they're shapeless. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, I saw myself and see myself as this fashionable person, but I was walking around in public in a wide boot cut. Oh. So... 
it was mortifying. I took a picture of the moment that I realized that I had made a sartorial oh, bad choice. Bethany fashion, no. <laughs> oh, bad girl. Oh, no. Oh, Bethany, I feel so bad for you. So so the reason that I'm telling this story is because I just want to alert everyone else who came to an awareness in the 90s that bootcut pants are not a They're thing not that you should be wearing. So I'm, I'm looking at this picture of you, Bethany, and you quite literally look like it's a movie and you're wearing a ball gown to a fancy fete. Yeah. And then someone spilled something on your gown yeah. and this is all they could find in, yeah. in their little brother's closet. And I think I'm too embarrassed to post the picture. No, Bethany. <laughs> Bethany, don't let that photo see the light of day. Here's the picture from the side. Oh, no. You can also see that they're too short. Like, it's an awful thing. So, so you know, I was recently having this conversation about bootcut with someone, and someone was like, I just wish bootcut would come back. And I was like, well, I did a double take. I was like, girlfriend, you bite your lip. I didn't know it ever went away. I thought that it was like you have straight leg jeans. You have you have like a high-waisted jean or a bootcut is also an option. You I had know, no idea that the, it was not an option. The problem for me is because I carry all my weight on the bottom, and I have like a... Uh, um, in your ankle? In, yeah, yeah, in, in my ankle. <laughs> Bootcut is is like meant for my type of body type. Same because girl. Because it balances. Same girl. But it's just not in. If you go to Gap, I think they have like one pair that you can only order online. They don't even keep it in the store. One pair of Bootcut jeans. Blew my freaking mind. But flared, like like a, you know, like a big flare. That's more in now. Sort of like closer to like a modern bell bottom. Okay, do you so, remember Jinkos? I used to wear No, them. I don't remember those at all. You don't remember Jinko pants? No. You know the pants that were so wide? I'm talking like each pant leg was like 25 inches across. Yeah. Yeah, I used to wear those. Okay, those were what I was wearing. And and I'm also ashamed because when I bought these pants, I was staying over. I was at my sister's house and I put on the pants that I got at Goodwill for $4 originally from Marisa's and I put one of my feet up on a high counter. So I did a high lean. Yeah. And I said, ask me about my jeans because I was so proud of them. And I was like, you can fit so many things in the leg, you can fit a child, you can fit a soda, you can fit, you know, something that you're confiscating, like, you can fit. You can fit a gun around your ankle like Miss Congeniality. You can. Like, I didn't know that I was further digging a grave for myself. So that is why jeans made with spandex are God's gift yeah. to people everywhere because they stretch, but yeah. they also snap back into shape. And I have a pair of jeans that are straight all the way down. The problem is they are just jeans. There's no give. I would try them on with you in the house the yes. other day. They made my calves feel like they were being suffocated. You started screaming. You're like, too tight, too tight, too, too tight. tight. But it makes my <laughs> hips feel like they're, they're, they're nothing. So, so anyway, this was just mortifying. It made me feel embarrassed. I yeah. had to walk around an entire uh, yeah. um, airport wearing bootcut jeans. Yeah. Is this going to change the world? No. Is this maybe going to save you in case you missed the bootcut memo? Yes. Yeah. And yeah. so... Don't buy bootcut. I um, know you love yeah. them. Just don't buy them. Unless, unless you're going to wash them and shrink them back into shape every single time you wear them. Every single time. It's, every, it's, and it's just a waste of water. By the end of it, I couldn't feel where the jeans were hitting my knees because they were <laughs> so wide. And it didn't occur to me until I caught a view of myself in the bathroom your full-length skater mirror. Girl. You're a Tony Hawk with the girl form. It's mortifying. Um Bethany, what did you learn this week? <laughs> I learned that bootcut aren't in style anymore. <laughs> um, I also learned something really helpful in the winter. So, Kathleen, you informed me that wearing rubber gloves underneath your mittens or gloves in the winter really helps keep your fingers even yeah, warmer. Yeah, put them on your feet, too. Yeah, great. So another thing that I figured out is that if you're like me and you get really chapped hands in the winter, yeah. like every time I wash my hands, before you put those rubber gloves on, just slather your hands in lotion 
put the rubber gloves on and then put your regular mittens on because your hands getting so hot and recirculating is going to help that, like help the pores open up. All the moisture from the lotion is going to absorb really nicely. So then when you take them off, you just rub in whatever is left over and your hands are so dang soft. I love that. So that's what I learned this week. What about you, Kathleen? What'd you learn this week? If you have really bad breath and you find yourself in front of a salad... Yes. You can hold a slice of cucumber to the roof of your mouth for 90 seconds, right? You like push it up there with your tongue. Yeah. And the phytochemical uh, kills the bacteria that causes bad breath, the phytochemical in the cucumber. That's amazing. So if you have bad breath and you have a cucumber, slice off a little piece and hold it to the roof of your mouth. What's a phytochemical? I don't know. It's it assumed something in plants. Okay. Well, I'm going to look up what a phytochemical is. Phytochemical. It's any of various biologically active compounds found in plants. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it can kill bad breath. Thank you. Just take a cucumber, put it on the top of your mouth. Love that. Then kiss your boyfriend. Don't kiss my boyfriend. No. Unless you let me kiss your husband. You can, listen, you can do whatever you want to him yes. at this point. Thank you so much for listening. Again, go to our socials and find our new merch store. We're yes. so proud of it. It's perfect time to give gifts for Thanksgiving, for the holidays. Give and one, the gift to yourself. Yeah. And one thing we're really proud of, too, is not everything is plastered with just the logo of the show. It's like stuff you might actually wear. Yeah, we so. spent a lot of time designing this. Kathleen spent a lot of time designing this. So if you want to find us on our socials, you can do so on Twitter, at Acquired Podcast. On Instagram, at Acquired Taste Podcast. On Facebook, just search Acquired Taste Podcast. You can find us on Gmail and Acquired Taste Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us snail mail and Acquired Taste Podcast PO Box 1717 Hoboken, New Jersey 07030. You can call us. Oh, you know what we want to start doing because it's the month of December? Yes. We want emails and voicemails from you. Keep them short, not too long, about your favorite Hallmark movie ideas. Yes. I've been boycotting the Hallmark Channel this year. Mm -hmm. I don't think that there's enough LBGTQ. Nope. Representation. I don't think that there is enough diversity Correct. in the stars of the movies. Correct. And uh, there's always like that one diverse best friend character. <sighs> yes, yeah, sometimes or sometimes there's just like a person of color in the background. And I just I just want to see more representation totally. uh, of Hallmark movies. So I haven't been watching them, but we would love to hear your ideas for funny, well represented Hallmark esque holiday plot lines. Please email them to us or leave us some voicemails. You can call us nine one seven nine nine. Four zero three five three. Ah, Bethany, I think you uh, have something to remind us of. This is your weekly reminder to take a deep breath. Ah. <sighs> Welcome to December, the last month of this decade. Taste buds, here's what you had to say this week. Hey, ladies, it's Christina from Upstate New York. I've been listening to y'all since the beginning, but I've always been too afraid to call. And today, what inspired me to call? The cast trailer of all things. I'll never forget where I was when I first saw the cat trailer, and it was very unpleasant. I felt very uneasy, and I was honestly a little bit afraid of it. And then yesterday, we were watching the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and my son, when the cat trailer came on during one of the commercial breaks, came running over to me and was like, Mommy, no my cat. He was just as afraid of it as I was. So <laughs> I was like, either it's genetic or this is truly unpleasant. So this morning when I was catching up on the podcast and cracking up during the um, Thanksgiving conversations and changing the topics and that came up, I was like, okay, so it's not genetic. This is truly, truly a frightening thing. Hi, my name is Drea. 
I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller calling from Idaho. With the holidays, there's been a lot going on. Thanksgiving night, my sister attempted suicide. Um, my message is to those who are suffering from any kind of mental illness, reach out. Reach out to someone because there is someone out there for all of us, even if it's just a long-distance friend to listen to you and, you know, help you through the the current crisis or the current sadness in your life. Hi, Bethany and Kathleen. This is Katie. I'm a long-time listener, my first time calling. I was just listening to your uh, Thanksgiving episode. I kind of wish I listened to it the day before Thanksgiving instead of the day after because it definitely gave me a lot of good tips and made me laugh. Definitely helped cheer me up after a not-so-great Thanksgiving. Thank you guys for always being there. Hey, ladies. This is Tasebud Julia from Ohio. I just listened to your pre-thanks bonus episode, and your conversation about empathy was so relatable. I was literally screaming at my phone in my car because I would never scream in public because I don't like people looking at me. Um, but I'm a total Bethany. I've never been able to watch the news, and I almost exclusively stick to comedy, like genres of anything, books, Netflix. If it's not funny, <laughs> I can't sit through it because I'll cry. Thank you so much for being so relatable and understanding makes life so much easier. Okay, love you. Bye.